Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with uh, a, a, an animator who did a, a video, the official video on the Particle Men's YouTube account of the song we're about to talk about. I got Victor Fitzsimmons here, and we're going to talk about It Said Something. Just said something, nobody heard it but me I wasn't recording, anyway why would I be? It said something new that wouldn't come out of me And I don't even dream about that kind of thing That's not the Read my mind, now I have to lay down Think things over, everything up is down It just said something, I was sleeping and then I was awoken, I'll never sleep again And uh, you actually had two videos in the 2015 cycle. Um, technically, yeah, a race, which I'm pretty sure I talked about in the Bob Nanny episode, and then this one. So, how's it going, Victor? Oh, you know, not bad. Just on quarantine, like uh, like a lot of your listeners. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm so far ahead of episodes. Like, um, I don't always release them exactly in the order that they're recorded. It kind of depends. You know, I try to mix up people if I got international people or. There's always less women than men. All the, you know, all of us white dudes are like, yeah, I do podcasts. Yeah, usually everyone wants to know what I have to say. But then, like, getting women on is harder. I've been doing all right. Yeah. Um, I've been doing all right. So I try to, like, put some variety in there. But, like, this is, like, two, it could be two and a half months before yours, this comes out. Oh, but yeah, I've, even longer. No. I, I have a sad feeling that uh, this virus stuff, if we talk about it now, it's still going to be the thing that everyone is talking about and worrying about. It's not going to be like, well, we've got to cut that out. That's not current news. Right. Well, it, it, may, <laughs> it may contextualize our conversation a little bit for, uh, for the time-shifting crowd. And yeah, all yeah. But before we get into the song um, in depth, yeah, Victor, tell us about um, what you do. Well, first of all, I don't even know. Do you do art and animation stuff as your full-time job, or is that like your side hustle, like podcasting is my side hustle? Uh, you know, um, it's sort of, um, 
it's sort of a thing I do a lot that doesn't really pay at all. So I don't know how you classify that. Well, uh, I mean, you get paid for your work at least sometimes, right? Is it one of those where like you do it for fun, but sometimes you make money? I rarely get paid. Yeah. Didn't Very you rarely. get? Wasn't there some sort of um, when you when you you know one. Did uh, did the Giants not pay you for these music videos? No, no. They well, uh, yeah. They they uh, commissioned the the video for it. Said something from uh-huh. me directly because uh, you, the other, because they liked your race video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the other two were um, contest entries, so those were basically things that I did for for free, and I happened to get lucky. The the judges liked um, the yeah. stuff I did. So who was the judge on that one? I do it all again. Uh, for erase, it was. Um, uh, uh, the guy from the Pixies, I think. Frank uh, Black. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And, I know. I know. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's that? Yeah, and it was open mic eagle for um, uh, for uh-huh. uh, crap. <laughs> what was the other one I did? Uh, I left my body. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I forgot I did that one too. Um, well, uh, guess who's going to be on the podcast next week with me? Uh, <laughs> open mic eagle. Yes. <laughs> Far out, man. Yeah. <clears throat> All these musicians tours are getting canceled. Um, I was supposed to podcast with him in late May, so I hit up his agent again, because he was in. He's like, okay, let's do it. He, he needs to pick a song, still. Um, and probably I'll have to politely ask someone if I can kick them off their song, if there's one he really wants. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm like, hey, I email all these all these like big people I've been talking to. Everyone's got a lot of time in their hands. Podcasting mm-hmm. is, you know, mm-hmm. us artists and even studio musicians, at least, Spend a lot of time by ourselves in our fucking basement or wherever anyway. So it yeah. hasn't been that bad of a transition for me. I don't know. How's it been for you? Oh, it's uh, it's pretty much the same for me. It's <laughs> just, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time with the cat at home. Yeah. Um, not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's, I guess the only thing that's different is uh, I couldn't go somewhere if I wanted to. So Yeah. Well, but, what do you do for a job of- job? Um, I've done stuff like um, scoring standardized test responses. Wow. Really? It's, yeah, I've done that. Um, and uh, is that well, I guess interesting it, or tedious as hell? It is. Um, it is not. I will say it's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we don't have to give those this year. Woo! It's it's, it's easy. Uh, it's easy money, um, but it's not interesting. It's pretty much yeah. like reading the same words over and over again. Um, so you do just that trying to, trying to stay awake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I used to, they used to have a place in town, but then it went online and, uh, this year I'm not doing it just because, um, I, I think I might rather die. I don't Dude, know. None of that stuff is <laughs> happening. All the tests yeah. are canceled. They are yeah. in Indiana. They are canceled. Oh, that's um, good then. Yeah. Cause things were about to kick up like a couple weeks after spring break. Um, yeah, like in two weeks, they're supposed to start up the big, I learn test in mm-hmm. Indiana. And, you know, I think that's, yeah, and that's when it was supposed to happen in Indiana. I mean, I don't know if it. I'm assuming it's around the same time every you know every year for every state. So you know, it ain't happening. The governor has already said like none of this. Just you know, do e-learning as much as possible, and let's just like survive this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're. Um, wait, where where are you at? I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Nice. So, yeah, just, uh, I played a the show there. I've been there. The, the frozen, times. the frozen lonesome north. You know? Yeah. Hey. Well, you're not a UPer, so you know it's not that. <laughs> That's true. Bad. Yeah. It's not. It's not that far north. Yeah. We had snow last week. Did you guys have snow? Uh. Yeah. We had. Uh. We had some snow. It melted by the afternoon, but in the morning there was a dusting of snow on the grass and stuff. Uh, not too long ago. 
Honestly, I'm losing track yeah. of time, though. <laughs> I know. God, me too. I mean, I was already... We were conveniently already on spring break. We went on spring break a day earlier. The superintendent was... Well, there was some kid that showed symptoms at the high school, which is not where I'm at. Um, it ended up just being the flu. You know, he let us know a few days later. But, like, he's just like, guess what? You're on spring break now. So, like, a day earlier, just like, okay. And then just mm-hmm. indefinite spring break. So, um, yeah, yeah, you aren't that far from me. I've been up there a couple times. I played a show there in 2013 uh, with my band Minus World, and then I was up there um, to visit my. Well, I was going to a wedding, but then I went uh, that was like in a rural area, not too far from there. And mm-hmm. then um, I visited my friend Tom Crandall, Tom Trauma from PunkNews.org. Done a lot of stuff. Yeah, you're only three and a half hours from me. Yeah, yeah. maybe after this quarantine thing is over, you can. Uh, come down in studio to do your next episode here i've even got two of these <laughs> fancy radio arms see <laughs> look at that well we'll see how this one goes you know you might not want me back <laughs> oh stop you one of those guys i've had so many people that are like i've never been on a podcast before i'm like don't worry about it you'll be fine <laughs> yeah. uh so tell us about your fandom uh how when why what which how did you become a fan of they might be a giant's well, it's probably a pretty common story by now, but uh, like <laughs> uh, some of your guests, I had my uh, Tiny Toon Adventures uh, moment. That was my first uh, sure. first encounter. How old you were know? you when and, uh, uh, the 1990 Tiny Toon stuff was on? I, uh, well, I guess, well, I was born in 1982, so it would have been nice. like eight or nine yep. or so. Or I'm eight, 80, I guess. I'm maybe seven, baby. Yeah, I, I, I figured we were around the same age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was nice. born at like the tail end of 82, so okay. uh, just, just squeaked in there. But yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. I've, I don't remember exactly what grade I was in. It was like, it would have been like third or fourth grade or something for me, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. it was like after school, you know, cartoon time. and Animaniacs um, and yeah. right after that? Shit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, Tiny Toon Adventures, and uh, my life has never been the same since. Yeah. It's, it's weird to think about that, you know. Uh, you see one episode of a TV show when you're a kid, and your life has changed forever. <laughs> well, did you realize it was like a real band? You're like, oh, it's just some funny song in the cartoon. I mean, did you actually get into the band after that, or did it take you a minute to figure out, you know, as a third grader or whatever? You know, how I think, uh, I think uh I think I realized it was real bad. Well, I mean, I guess it's hard to say, uh, but it was so different from the other musical things that Tiny Toons or After School cartoons were doing at the right. time. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, I think it, I don't remember exactly when I actually got my first album of theirs, but I don't think it was Flood. I think it was Apollo 18, which is, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I think that was the first one I got. But I'll, although, again, it's like, you know, by now it's, Almost uh, almost thirty years ago for me, right? So yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah. the memories so, are starting to unravel, you know. Well, hey, so we're yeah, we're coming from like the exact same place as far as getting into them. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're the one that like a lot of people said Tiny Tunes, but it seems like we have like out of anyone like the closest story, and then it's like you saw them, you're like, oh, this is really cool, but like it's 1990, like. The internet exists, but like mm-hmm. people, you know, maybe they have dial up. Like I remember getting Prodigy uh, service. Uh, Prodigy was our uh, web service mm-hmm. provider. And um, the internet was very different back then. So it wasn't just, mm-hmm. just like, oh, TMBG.com. Like I, I bet they were pretty early adopters of like, I'd have to find out when 
That'd be interesting to know about their history of having websites and stuff because they've always been pretty up on new technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you couldn't just like go and be like, "Oh, so hey, Google, what? Uh, oh wait, Google doesn't exist yet." You know, like, how do you find out? Shit like that. You're like, what was the song on Tiny Tunes? Or like, hold up my phone, turn on Shazam. Okay, don't say they might be giants. Like, it was a lot hard. We had to work a lot harder to figure out what the cool stuff was. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, get lucky and, you know, see something on MTV or, you know, back back before they were just doing reality TV, I guess. And I didn't have cable till my parents didn't spring for cable. They didn't get it till after I'd already left the house. And then even at right. college, I had rabbit ears on my TV in college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we went to college right around the same time. And uh, yeah, so you were in college during 9-11 then. And uh, mm-hmm. also the yeah. release date of Mink Car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, cool, cool, cool. So, um, then did you so then did you stick with them that whole time? Like did your fandom ever wane or were you just like boom like all the way through? Honestly, it did wane a bit. Um back uh, in my I guess yeah, you know, sometime around uh you know, when I started college, uh, early 20s, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was kind of like I was kind of getting away from it. It felt like something, you know, from my childhood and I should like try to branch out and I maybe had this misguided notion that I could be cool and listen to cool stuff. The, the cool, <laughs> well, hey, other okay. cool kids were, so hey, we're, we're so close in age. I want to know what were you listening to then instead of the MFB Giants? Ah, uh, well, I had a group of friends. Uh, uh, ended up meeting. Uh, they would, you know, they got me into like Rilo Kylie and Bright Eyes. Oh, kind of stuff like that. Um, I was just. I, it's so funny. Just yesterday or two days ago, I was putting away laundry or whatever, and I had. We have a new art teacher at our school this year, Lauren. Um, you're going to hear her on the uh, art Patreon episode that's coming up pretty soon. Um, there will be at least some free section of it. But uh, she's really cool. And she's like, I mean, she's 25 and I'm 38. But like she actually like had parents that introduced her to like some cool stuff. And like, you know, she's not like a 25 year old who only knows stuff that happened when, you know, she was a teenager or whatever and forward. But so um I was like, have you heard of Rilo Kylie? Like this mix I had made. I was like, shit, I gotta, you know, I gotta tell, I think she'll really like this. And then I was watching, then I went down this rabbit hole and was watching their performance on Conan when they played portions for Foxes. And I'm just like, mm. oh my God, they were so good. And I love Jenny Lewis's solo career, but I miss Rilo Kylie. Bright Eyes is great too. Um, I mean, my other podcast, Best Midwestern, you know, obviously, I mean, it's crazy that like Nebraska can provide so much content when you think about the midwest and you're like what like chicago and cleveland i mean what detroit where else is music coming from it's coming from all over but like the fact that omaha had you know that label to just i mean saddle creek just promoting every just like blowing up blowing up the city you know with the cool bands and uh and rilo Kelly wasn't from there but they ended up being on saddle creek before they launched to uh bigger things but uh super awesome and she's like i've heard of them and i'm like you keep getting cooler how have you heard of them you're only 25 they were broken up when you were like in middle school you know mm-hmm. you know but growing up the internet i guess it's also easier to get into cool stuff so i hear that so like when you were in college you're like you know i'm, I'm trying to i've liked they might be giants since 1992 like you um, but in high school, I would have called my favorite band, uh, my favorite band I would say was Lagwagon, which is a skate punk band on fat records. Are you familiar with Lagwagon at all? Uh, I've heard of them. <laughs> I should totally drop in a clip here. So people that are, uh, 
unfamiliar can you wait hold on i'm gonna let me see i'm gonna send you some because it's so different than they might be giants but that's the thing about they might be giants is that like you can never tell like you can never guess what someone what else someone is going to be into like people might yeah. say bare naked ladies i'm like ah, i'm really not that big of a fan but there's, there's like those mm-hmm. couple of things like weird is usually a pretty safe bet but not always mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. let's see what's a good lag way inside well the thing was my favorite drummer, my favorite punk drummer was in the band and my favorite punk singer and like they were just so good. I'm going to send you uh okay, this is my favorite drum beats and like for a punk drummer you're going to be like, "Whoa, I didn't know punk drummers actually had, you know, this kind of technical skill." Check this out. This is called Rifle off their album Haas from uh, I believe 94. Yeah, you don't have to listen to the whole thing. But yeah, not like They Might Be Giants. Yeah, yeah. But I was totally yeah. into, like, I came up on, like, Green Day and Rancid and Offspring, all the ones that blew up when I was in middle school, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like, I mean, Nirvana blew my mind when I was 10. I was like, holy cow, what is this stuff? This is just crazy, craziness. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Weezer's Blue album and then Green Day Dookie. Like, those three things kind of combined to, like, make my musical taste that would last, like, forever. And hell, like... I would say early Weezer and They Might Be Giants are not that far apart, honestly, mm. as far as like some geeky guys that can rock the fuck out and write a super catchy melody. You know, yeah. the, the lyrical, the way they go with their lyrics is, is pretty different. But um, yeah. as far as like the overall aesthetic, there's some similarities there. Mm. Yeah. So so then in college, it was like, you know, I, I continued to like They Might Be Giants. I never dropped them. Mink Car was huge mm. for me. Factory Showroom was huge for me. Um, but then in college, it was like, at least like halfway through college, especially after I met my wife, it's like, oh, I only listen to Modest Mouse and Elliot Smith now. Like, shit like that. <laughs> right, you know? right. Like, which are still just fucking awesome. But just yeah. like, you know, then you realize that like the stuff you grow up on, if you still are thinking about it as an adult and you're still like, that's that's good. Like, why give it up? So you just combine all of these things, all the eras of your life, all mm-hmm. the best stuff, just coalesce it into the best stuff, and there's no reason to give up anything. So yeah. when did you come back to, was then was it like a post-college thing where you're like, yeah, they're still good? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, let's see. I remember even when I was in college, uh, you know, I would hear, like, man, it's so loud in here on the college radio station. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like they might be giants. So it is cool. They're really, uh, that sounds a lot different, you know. They're really kind of changing it up, but it sounds somehow the same as them. But I would hear it on the radio but there were like two albums that i kind of missed out uh the spine and and mink car uh-huh. i didn't really i didn't really pick those up when they were uh when they were fresh and it wasn't until pretty recently in the last couple of years that i really went back to listen to them um so uh so like what were the ones after that it was, after um, spine well i mean then they were deep into the kids stuff uh, but yeah, the yeah, else yeah. the else did you get the else when it came out yeah, yeah, I got the L's, uh, and I did see when they were um, 
when they were sort of promoting their first kids album, um, I did see them at a free show in Borders Books in Ann Arbor. That was pretty cool. Nice. So, yeah, they so played I bought their- a lot of Borders when they were doing, yeah. <laughs> especially the kids stuff. I was looking on their tour stuff on the wiki. It's like Borders, Borders, Borders. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I you know I didn't get too much into their kids stuff either, and, and I know you know it's like uh, I don't want to have like anti kids music bias and all that, but uh, I just. Uh, Sure. It was just kind of that era that I was just kind of like, uh, sort of like, I I knew there was still out there, but I was sort of oblivious. And but yeah, I think that right. was, was when I got back into it, and then everything since then, of course. Nice, um, you know, and being in the yeah, so so being more in the loop uh, ever since then, and yeah, and uh, just kind of you know coming coming back around, you know, like this is important. Uh, to my childhood, and I can go back and listen to that stuff, and still get you know new things out of it as an as yeah. an older as an older person now as, as I guess, a certified middle, old as a yeah as a, I guess <laughs> I guess I'm middle aged now, right? Yeah. To, I, you know, I wouldn't say we're middle aged. I keep joking about how I'm having my midlife crisis already because I went out and bought uh, the 1989 Steve Caballero Paolo Peralta deck uh, reissue. I bought the same the same. Wait, can you wait? Wait, let's see. See the skateboard deck that's on my wall? Uh-huh. My mom saved that from when I was in the second grade. And I was so into it. Like, he rode on the same team as Tony Hawk, and I was a skateboarder for, like, most of my life. And I went to this small college, and I got bored because there were, there were no skateboarders. Like, I was the only guy with dyed hair, the only guy that skateboarded, uh, until my wife came along, and she had dyed black hair. So I was like, okay, who's this <laughs> chick? And so I bought... They reissued that deck, and I bought it. Bought a whole just fucking... Kind of, skateboards are a lot more expensive than they used to be and so now i'm skateboarding and like riding my baby around on the skateboard i'm like i'm having my midlife crisis already i'm only 38 i mean it, am i only gonna live to my 70s i mean i'm hoping i l- crack at least 80 so don't call me middle age until we, until we get to our 40s man at least give us that <laughs> uh yeah i don't know uh, come on don't don't call yourself you know, middle age that's how i think of it yet. now it, it makes it easier for me if i just start calling myself that now and then <laughs> <laughs> don't do that uh, okay well let's um okay so i think we need to talk even before we talk about the song we need to talk about the animation and that will kind of lead into the song because i mean yeah i mean you, you know you're basing the art off the you know they they commissioned you for this one because your erase video is so good um and it is it's, it's so good and then this one like you can tell like that Oh, I think the same guy did this. You could see people like on the YouTube thing, like like they don't bother to just t- check the credits where they put your name. They're like, oh, is yeah. this the same guy? So race, <laughs> yes. Um, but like you can tell it's it's your style, but it's not like I mean, a race has you know the kind of the the boy and the girl he's pining after, and then there's there's like a little story there, and then um, and then this one. I mean, I'll let you explain your, your process with it. But so they commissioned you for it. I'm guessing you got this song like earlier than anybody else heard it, right? Uh, well, they, I guess so. Um, I, well, the thing with the Erase video is I had a lot more time to work on it. Sure. Uh, uh, for, for this one, um, and I don't know, like... I don't, well, well, first of all, I, how long did it take you to make that Erase video? Erase, well, when did they announce the contest? It was like in late November, early December 2014 or something. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the, the deadline was something, uh, something like April or something, 
2015. I can't remember. Uh-huh. So I had like a good three months to kind of try try to get that done. Uh, but this one I had like 12 days. Um, 12 days. Yeah, yeah. So I, I pretty much I didn't have a lot of time to overthink it or, or make mistakes. I just kind of had to like go, 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 go. <laughs> That's bonkers. <laughs> and and uh, the thing about the thing the thing you should know is that uh, you know I'm not like a trained animator. Um, and the only way I want to do this stuff is to just, um, you know, draw every frame. And I didn't do that yeah. for the, it said, you know, I, I couldn't do that for every frame of the, it said something video, but well, okay, I, so I, I kind of just so, started out just attacking, yeah. just like drawing the same thing over and over again. Well, so to, to get, back up a little bit then, what did, <laughs> um, what did you get your degree in then when you went to school? Um, I got a bachelor of arts in photojournalism, which maybe... Okay wasn't such a forward-thinking major major oh, like back well, in the early 2000s <laughs> yeah it was, it's hard to predict i mean i didn't think yeah. that like public educators would get even more and more stepped on and then i didn't i guess at the time i didn't know i'd end up in a in a republican state mm. uh, <laughs> being in a red state the public educators get paid even worse i took a pay cut oh. when i i moved from my first two years I was teaching in Chicago. I was two years ahead of, of Cara. And then when she graduated, I followed her down to Bloomington, Indiana for her to do her master's. And I took a pay cut going from my second to my third year. And I'm still at the moment probably making about 10 grand less than I should um, mm-hmm. because I'm a 16th year music teacher being paid as a basically like a sixth or seventh year teacher. So that's bullshit, but it's just because I keep following my wife around, and now my wife's a breadwinner, so I just spend her money. So you know, whatever. But still, I'm a union rep at my school because this shall not, this injustice shall not stand, Mm. Um, Mm. or at least not get any worse. (laughs) These injustices shall not become bigger injustices. Help! We have no bargaining rights. Uh, It's a fucking disaster. Um, so, So then, how did you? Well, what's your history as an artist? I mean. You went into photojournalism. I mean, photo, mm. you know, photographers are artists too. Um, mm. You know, at least if they're approaching it as art. Um, how did you end up then doing this kind of um, animation? Or were you drawing, like, were you kind of a, a doodler kind of guy and the doodling just turned into fancier and fancier doodles that got animated? Or what? what's the... Yeah, the, lay the, it out. yeah. That, that last thing you said is, is pretty much pretty much it. I mean... Uh, Back in high school, I think I had an idea that I wanted to do something creative, but I didn't really have a lot of confidence that I had the ideas with the talent. And so I thought, well, you know, I can be a photographer. I was also pretty shy. I guess maybe I still am. I don't know. Um, but being a <laughs> being a photographer uh, and photographing things other people were doing was a way for me to, you know, kind of participate without being a participant, you know, and... Uh, and I just kind of, you know, have that kind of voyeuristic, maybe a voyeuristic personality, right? You know, I get to, okay. I get to watch people, but then yeah. they're, they're supposed to kind of ignore me. And, um, and so uh, I thought it was kind of like a practical way to make art and communicate things and make documents to preserve history and all this kind of um, higher, you know, at the time I thought maybe like a higher use for art. Uh, but you know, um, I just uh, the economics of the newspaper business kind of fell yeah. apart in, in the mid two thousands, and um, just I think, a little. yeah, and I think overall it just didn't fit my personality to be you know going out to car accidents and fires and photographing people on like the worst days of their lives. 
it's kind of took yeah. some psychic took some psychic damage from that i think never really um, thought about it that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a tough job to be a photojournalist. And I wasn't even, you know, I was just at a, um, after college, I was just at a small town newspaper, you know, in my college town yeah, in Mount, in Mount Pleasant. So, you know, it's not like crazy stuff was happening all the time. It was, they weren't sending me out to a war zone or anything. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it was... Um, bad shit still you know, happens, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, uh, yeah, bad things can happen anywhere. And, uh, you know, and if you're a full-time photographer for a newspaper, you've got to be ready to uh, try to get photos that, um, you know, that are sensitive to community standards, but also are sort of unflinching, right? So, but anyway, yeah, um, just yeah. a bit of a tangent there. Uh, no, that's, that's kind fine. of like, that's kind of my basis in art. I guess it's more arts adjacent. I took, um, I took like a photo a photography class in the art department as an undergrad. Um, took some art history where I took one art history class, you know, it's a bachelor of arts, you know, sure. arts degree. Yeah, and all that, um, but uh, you know, not really a formal education in art, but I always kind of um, was interested in it. Uh, I just didn't have a lot of confidence that I could do it. And then the older I got, the less I cared what my talents or skills were. And I just figured, uh, you know, I might as well just do it, just put it out there. Hell yeah! Um, and see what sticks. And uh, so I pretty much lack uh, the discipline and training. Uh, but, uh, you know, some of the, some of the animators I really, um, look, you know, admire, you know, people like Don Hertzfeldt or some people like that. Um, you well, know, well, let's, let's help people out. That name does sound familiar to me, but what's, well, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear some of your influences, but, uh, tell us like, for those of us that don't know the names, uh, what is something we might've seen of his? Uh, well, um, what's the name know, again, David? It, Don, Don, I've, uh. Like a couple of those videos I've done have been favorably favorably compared to Don Hertzfeld. Don Hertzfeld. He's okay. done, yeah, he's done stuff like uh, one of my favorites of his is a movie called "It's Such a Beautiful Day," um, and he's done like the rejected. Rejected was like his first, uh, uh, my first exposure to his things. Um, he's got uh, like the World of Tomorrow. I think is a a couple of his more recent animated shorts uh-huh. he even did a he even did a simpsons couch gag what so, which yeah. way, which one it was um the one it was like um where uh i don't know homer is sent into the future and the simpsons are just kind of these weird blobby creatures <laughs> uh you know repeating repeating weird catchphrases and marge has like tentacles and homer is just like a floating yeah. head and yeah and uh stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty bizarre but uh oh that's awesome um, yeah no that's great but a a lot Uh, of his animation has that kind of very um you know simple forms and wiggly wiggly lines which uh which i really like um uh but yeah um, that's awesome i can't can't remember where i was going with that but uh yeah just about your inspirations for art so you're self-taught and just going off of I mean, a lot of musicians are self-taught, too. I mean, I went to school for music mm. education, but I did learn how to play. I mean, yeah, anyone that's listened to the podcast know that I like really, really dissecting like the music theory of these songs or like the instruments. Like, I was listening to the Sadie Hawkins pod. I just tweeted at them jokingly, angrily today because I was listening to uh, in one of their episodes where it was like xylophone vibraphone i don't know who cares and i'm like i care it ended up being a <laughs> glockenspiel i'm like guys come on that is simple that is common knowledge i'm like wait no it isn't common knowledge 
but like a lot of mus- musicians are self-taught and just from like f- like carnivorously just like eating all kinds of music and absorbing it um you know they define their style that way and yeah. so was it something kind of like that then mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and, and i think at the time uh just before uh i left uh, grad school um i was getting into adventure time which is yeah. uh you know a pendleton ward thing and, and it has you know just like that kind of sim- simple kind of character designs and a lot of energy in, yeah. in the animation, the very yeah. visual kind of board uh, storyboard driven shows. But, but yeah, I'm not, uh, I wasn't a trained animator, uh, but it was always something I wanted to do. And, um, and I had, uh, I happened to have time to, uh, to enter that contest. Um, the other race contest. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I was going to ask you, cause I'm, I'm almost done editing this art Patreon episode and, we talk a bit about squiggle vision. Have you heard that term before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Movies and Dr. Katz. And, Dr. Yeah, Katz, yeah. yes. Yeah. So we brought that up when we were talking about um, the Istanbul video, the non-Tiny Toons Istanbul, because it's got like the paper mache and the models and the, te- and the city and all that, um, but mm-hmm. then it's got the animated parts, which are just totally wiggly. And so we started talking about that kind of thing and like um, just like kind of... I don't know. I guess in music you'd call it like lo-fi. Like lo-fi is like a genre of music, like Guided by Voices or all these other bands that like don't really care about the fidelity. Um, but I don't know, you know, are making really good songs, but it's like, you know, there's some tape hiss or whatever. And the Istanbul video we talked about is kind of like, we're like, was this whole thing made on Microsoft Paint? Because like the whole thing looks like, because if you look at like the CD, because we're looking at the artwork for the EP and like the disc for the EP, and we're like, it's so pixelated. It's this line drawing was totally pixelated. We're like, this is 1990 Microsoft Paint. It has to be. <laughs> and so like that kind of art is so cool in that. And, you know, I'm sure the Giants at the time weren't like, this is the most high-tech digital art we can make. It was probably like an intentional choice to make it look kind of, you know, chintzy or whatever, you know, adjective you want to use. So, like, the squiggle vision stuff, I remember – I couldn't find evidence of this with a quick Google, but I'm pretty sure home movies got a lot of um, bad um, – got a lot of criticism for the squiggliness in season one. So then they got rid of it, basically – which, I mean, the show is still great, but, like, the squiggliness, like, I guess people that are sensitive to visual stimuli like that could have a problem with it. Um, I wonder if they have a problem with your videos, because they're quite squiggly. <laughs> yeah, they might be. I think, uh, you know, uh, I might have been using a, a faster frame rate on, on some of mine. But, sure. Uh, but, yeah, there's, there's some squiggly, and, and uh, yeah. Well, tell I, me how that process works. How do, you, how do you start when you're, you know, well, let's talk specifically about It Said Something, because that's this okay. episode. So you had to do it fairly quickly, too. You yeah. said you had, you had two weeks to do it? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was contacted by email on uh, October 13, and the yeah. deadline was, was October 25, so that's, you know, about 12 days, right? Now, were you contacted uh, by Flansburg, or was it Pete or Phil? It was, yeah, it was it was Flansburg, yeah. yeah oh, directly. man. And, and I, I could hardly believe it, right? I was like, is this, <laughs> is this for real? And I was like, well, of course I have to say yes. Like, I have to drop everything and say it's yes. Flansburg. <laughs> Can't say yeah, no yeah. to John Flansburg. Shit, man. That's yeah, so yeah. awesome. So then, yeah. So then, what did you do? So then, immediately, you're like, I'm staying up all night. What? Did, what was the? What was? The, how did it go from there? Yeah, it was pretty much just, um, you know, I uh, they sent me the 
uh, I can't remember if you know they sent me the audio, you know, the recording yeah. of the song, yeah. and um, and usually I, I take like uh, I take a while to just listen to the song over and over and take notes, and you know rewrite the re- rewrite the lyrics as I hear them and try to like figure out themes and and uh, you know just kind of make connections that aren't you know hopefully are not too direct you know. Right. Uh, Wait, did they not give you a lyric sheet? Did they not give you like email you lyrics? Um, I I don't remember if they emailed me lyrics. I have the emails. I mean, I never delete my emails, so I, I still have all of those. But yeah, uh, well, you were saying but, you were kind of like trying to decipher like, the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of my process. I mean, I, maybe it's a holdover from grad school. You know, just taking taking my own notes and just taking my time and listening obsessively. And I don't know. Um, no, dude, I totally uh, hear that. Cause like, I will totally, if I want to learn a song on guitar quickly, it's easy to look stuff up, but then half the time I find something wrong with it. So I'm like, this is why I should do it. Like I did in college and mm-hmm. just listen to the song and figure it out. You hone your skills mm-hmm. a lot better that way too. And yeah. it's more satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I might've done that. Like the first night I don't, I don't, I don't have a production journal or anything. I, uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, or if I did, I don't, I don't know where it is, uh, but I don't think I kept <laughs> one, but, uh, but yeah, so, so I just kind of spent a bit of time, um, trying to, trying to digest the song, but you know, of course I didn't have a lot of time to, to think too much about what to do. I pretty much had to get to work right away right. Uh, because, because as I said, you know, my approach to animation is probably the dumbest, most time consuming, uh, <laughs> you know, well, yeah. let's stu- hear about stupid, this. stupid monkey way to do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So um, let's hear what's, what's, I mean, there's a monkey mentioned in the song, so let's hear how did the monkey do it? <laughs> well, well, I mean, like if, if animation is just, you know, a bunch of moving pictures, then my approach is just to draw a bunch of pictures and, yeah have little changes and I really just kind of um, think through the process, you know, it's really almost like a reactionary process where, you know, I, I don't have a lot of planning. I don't have a storyboard. I just kind of go straight ahead oh, and, wow. uh, and nice. solve problems, solve problems as, as they appear and huh. um, just try to try to feel it out. I might have an, a general idea of like, um, okay, if this is like an eight measure f- uh, phrase or something, I might have an idea of like how many frames that takes because if, uh, I think for that one I was doing ten frames a second just to save a little time, uh, you know. So I'm like, oh well, if this is like so many seconds, then I multiply that by ten and I get about this many frames uh, per phrase, something like that. That's a ballpark. Uh, but then of course you yeah. don't know how it's going to line up until you actually see the see the pictures moving with with the sound. Uh, but, but yeah, and that was pretty much it. So I think, uh, the first idea, you know, the, the first idea was the easiest one, just like a series of, uh, inanimate objects and, uh, and like comic book speech bubbles, um, just kind of changing shapes. And, yeah. and, and that was like my first idea. And, um, and you know, one so, thing the speech bubbles remind me of actually is, and obviously, you know, speech bubbles are used in every comic strip whatever from forever ago but the shape of the speech bubbles for some reason reminded me of the experimental film speech bubbles oh like yeah the shape of um because you know you'll see like throughout you know i'm not you know a cartoon comic strip historian or whatever but like you know you'll see thought you know thought bubbles and speech bubbles that are more rounded with like just a little kind of almost just like a little triangle coming out pointing to whoever's saying it but then like yours like they're almost just like squared off you know, like the shape on like Microsoft Word or whatever, you drop yeah, yeah, a shape yeah. in the rounded edged rectangle. 
yeah, you know, and then like the way the uh, the thing that points to the toaster or whatever speaking at the time, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, or not speaking is like a little kind of wigglier and longer. I mm. mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't, didn't watch experimental film yesterday or something, but kind of remind me of that. I don't know if that was, in, I guess it wasn't intentional, but it was just like the style of the speech bubbles. I mean, every little thing about the video is. Uh, is interesting in that it, it you can tell you know that you're a fan of the band because it's like the kind of thing where like my wife was watching it and she's like how does he think of this i'm like it's that kind of like they might be giants thinking you're just like so in tune with their aesthetic where it's not like every album's art looks the same or every video looks the same like not even close but like something about like some combination of like cuteness and darkness or like cuteness that's just something goes wrong or mm-hmm. something gets real trippy real quick. And it, it kind of just like you're, I mean, there's a reason that they commissioned you to do one after the erase one, you know, and then another one. I mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, you honed into their style. So sorry, I kind of jumped in uh, uh, on you there, but, um, Go ahead and, and continue on, yeah, like when you were when you were making it. So it's almost like flipbook style, right? Like when yeah, I take yeah. a thing of post-it notes and just draw them into like that, you have to draw yeah. it every time, right? Yeah, pretty much. And it's at not the time, cells. Uh, yeah, and at the time I was, well, I'm, I'm using the same laptop for uh, today as I did back then, but uh, at that time I was composing every frame in a program you might have heard of called GIMP. It's like free Photoshop. Uh, so I was I've heard like of it, yeah, I've never used it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was drawing everything in that, and then saving each image and putting it into um, Flash, which I think is called Adobe yeah. Animate now. I think they changed yeah. the name, but yeah, yeah. But I got I had to I had to buy Flash. I had to I had to license Flash for a month or something, yeah, whatever. You know, um, <laughs> it's for they might be giants. It was, it was the only way I knew how to actually make a music video with it. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, at the time, at the time, you know. At the time, it was pretty much my only option. Now there are a few other options, and uh, I'm using my iPad now. It's way more comfortable to work on the work on an iPad uh, because you know because I, I had this um, USB graphics tablet. It was like a Wacom Bamboo. I don't know if you've ever ever seen them, but it's like a a, a flat piece of plastic, and yeah. you get this you get this plastic pen, and you can kind of control your cursor on your screen with, uh, with yeah. this little plastic pen. And, I tried and one of my friends. Yeah, it's totally yeah, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it was um, it was great. Uh, it's like the closest thing to drawing, but like it's so disconnected, like you're so disconnected from your hand because you're looking up at the screen, but your hand is doing stuff, you know, your hand is, hand is doing stuff down here, uh, right. but you're watching the screen and it feels like you have this disembodied hand, you know. And, and I mean, I it's guess kind of like kind computers of, in general, right? Yeah. You, the cursor, like I'm looking at my screen and the cursor's up there, but my finger's down yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And, that and is weird. If, yeah, sure. And it's, it is better on an iPad or an iPad Pro or anything, but there's still, you know, there's still a bit of a disconnect. It's, it's more direct, but it's not the same as like paper. Which yeah. uh, I, w- I would like to animate on paper sometime, but it's just so much. You know, it's just digital. It's so easy. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, I, yeah. 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 So so I was um you know I was just kind of going as fast as I could and um, <laughs> and John Flansburg would ask me for updates here and there. Uh, in the first mm. couple days, you know, once or twice a day, he'd be like, "How's it going? Uh, can I see once what you got?" Once or twice a day? Uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah. Let's Holy see. Cow, man, this guy. How this guy really it stays was, well, busy? Well, not not quite that often, but like for the first couple days, we were kind of sending a few emails back and forth. But then, um, then it was like another, four days later, we he checked in another day after that. 
Yeah. And then, and then, um, and then at the end of the project, I was just kind of in crunch, crunch mode for like five days or something. Yeah. And so, but, uh, but yeah, he just wanted to see uh, how it was going and, um, he was really supportive. He, there were That's a couple awesome. things. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. He got, um, you know, I'm really, uh, it's kind of hard to believe that he, he liked it. Cause I'm so critical of my own works. Like a lot of, like a lot of artists, I guess they hired yeah. you, man, for this one. They hired you. I mean, open Mike Eagle liked yours, but, uh, and, and picked it as one of the three, but, um, actually, yeah. Would you know this out of the three people that, uh, won that one? Did the other two get commissioned for more music videos? Uh, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, it just yeah, occurred so, to me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But they commissioned you to do it. Obviously, they yeah, like yeah. your work. Well, right? yeah, and and uh, and it sounded like things were kind of moving really quickly for them. It was the end of their uh, yeah. their 2015 dial song. Um, oh yeah, project. this was October yeah. October twenty sixth, twenty fifteen. So yeah, they only had yeah. like maybe seven more after this. Yeah, or, and uh, yeah. and but yeah, they were really. Uh, he was like really good about giving me feedback and. Uh, if I sent him something that I thought didn't work, he really picked up on that. And he's like, ah, I don't think this part is going to work. And I'm like, I, I agree with that, you know, but, uh, uh but he yeah. wasn't, you know, it was, it was just, um, like it was, it was like a dream job for, <laughs> it was like a 12 day dream job. Uh, that's, but I was, I was fantastic. just kind of pretty much, um, just kind of trying to bust out the frames as fast as I could. Um, that's and, gotta uh, be fucking surreal. It was, it was crazy. And, uh, um, is, is sort of a blur and uh i know at the end of the video you can kind of see the kaleidoscope effect thing i was I, I didn't want to do it but i was sort of sort of running out of time and um so i kind of resorted to reusing old frames but kind of doing uh you know kind of doing those reflections for the kaleidoscoping uh class oh, yeah. effects and all that just just because you know the whole process was kind of breaking down for me and also it's the part in the song with that i guess guess the most sort of not really psychedelic but kind of psychedelic with the i don't know how they i don't know um i mean well, I, yeah I, we got a transition of the lyrics now but yeah i've i've, t I've taken some you know I've, I've i've done some music in my day but it's been a long time but it, what is that like a round or something kind of singing around or yeah, kind of like, la layering like, the layering the vocal parts on top of each other. And yeah, it's more of it, it yeah. could be like a round is actually a type of canon, a musical canon. Okay, and okay. they're not doing a round because they're not singing the exact same thing the exact same way. Because a round is the exact same thing, exact same way, but one is slightly ahead of okay, the other. Okay. They're kind of chasing each other. So, but yeah, there's definitely like a, a canon going on. You know, a uh, uh, harmony or a counter melody, whatever. You know, there are different ones yeah. you could call it, especially as a rock band. Like, what do you call it? No, I don't, I'll sing, then you sing. But yeah, 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 and, yeah, and and you know, so so quintessential of their style, um, and uh, and it, you know, and I guess it just um, it was kind of like a, a last resort technique for me, um, and uh, and hopefully it it fit with what was the mood of the song at that point, the kind of culmination of the song, uh, and kind of the high point with all the, you know, the the vocal interweaving and and the the climbing uh bass and, and melody just everything kind of building um and yeah. uh yeah that's awesome well yeah. well yeah let's <laughs> let's just fold that right into talking about the song like so um should we yeah i mean lyrics or i mean you just mentioned stuff about lyrics and stuff about the the musical elements um and yeah the end of the videos is my favorite like the whole thing is great i think 
well, I love the part where the the toaster's electrical cord reaches down and like I don't know what is it like a little tree like they like connect and then it just like yanks down and then there's the, you know the house and the day and night are kind of slowly going then they go more fast and, oh yeah and then it's just totally everything just breaks down then and the little house yeah. just kind of well, that, that, like, that was when they were yeah. doing uh, I'll never sleep again right yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I, I was like oh I can relate to this I'm, I'm pretty much this is all I'm doing you know. Uh, um but yeah so so i'll never sleep again so i you know i just had this vision of you know a day and night cycle rapidly yeah kind of you know cartoonishly just you know time like a time lapse day and night cycle but you know of course really simplified i didn't bother to actually you know make a star chart and well yeah i mean come on (laughs) Um, well, hey, let's let's back up then of that same in the same kind of manner. Then, so it, the first, the very first words of the song, it just said something. Nobody heard it but me. I wasn't recording anyway. Why would I be? Uh, so then, in the video, there, you know, we got like Mister Bottle there, um, the little bottle, and then the hammer comes over. I mean, what? Okay, so what was your process here? That what? what were you pulling anything from the lyrics? You're just like. Like, well, yeah, just what, what, what made you start with those two things? Uh, well, uh, I, I guess I don't remember too clearly, but you know, uh, like I said, it was just kind of this, uh, initial idea of a series of inanimate objects and speech yeah. bubbles. And we don't know what things said anything. We don't know what it said. Right. Uh, All the so speech bubbles I, are Yeah. Empty. So I was just kind of pulling, pulling a series of objects and, and speech bubbles and, um, you know, things you might have around the house. And I think, you know, the, the bottle maybe is a reference to lie still little bottle. I know nice. it's more a song about like pills and not booze or a beverage or whatever, but yeah, a bottle's a bottle, right? Eh, yeah. I mean, there's really a lot of, you know, yeah. you know, uh, race to the bottom of a glass. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of like, you know, drink and, and, and your own worst songs. enemy and all that. Yeah. All these songs yeah. about <laughs> drinking and stuff. Like there's a lot, like these guys aren't drinkers and they're, they're fairly, I mean, critical of people that ruin their own lives through drinking. I mean, I mean, we all, we, I mean, we all acknowledge that alcoholism, you know, is a disease, but like alcohol can ruin a lot of things in your life. And they're mm-hmm. like, let's just stick to coffee, you know? And you yeah. got the coffee mugs in the erase video, like the coffee mug, yeah. like the guy has like that giant just, mug, just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like, this is John Linnell's coffee. <laughs> it's like this fucking like bucket of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that's, yeah, definitely. I could see, you know, when you put coffee in that one, I'm like, that's a safe bet. And, you know, <laughs> they might be giants video. So yeah, the yeah. bottle and then the hammer, the yeah, yeah. speech bubbles. So yeah. Yeah, just, you know, the, the dresser, the, the lamp, like all that stuff. You know, you might have it in your room, uh, the toaster, somewhere in your apartment. Um, the hammer, maybe just connecting to John Henry, sort of. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dude, no, people just... are going to love this. Well, you got coffee again in this one. And so I love how the things morph into each other. I think the when it kind of breaks down again and it just read my mind, I love how the speech bubble just curls and grabs the handle of the, the dresser drawer and just like pulls it out. To, and then you're like, Oh, that's, that's awesome. But then the other then the couch, ooze, well, it oozes out and becomes a couch. Like, like, how do you think of this stuff, man? It's like so cool. You know, uh, it's just uh just deadline pressure really oh come you on know, you gotta you gotta you <laughs> random gotta things make... here's a couch no i mean come on like the creative brain i think a lot of people don't understand like 
if you don't have that creative brain, it's hard to, it's really hard to understand how someone would come up with something like that. Like a lot of them might be giant stuff. People are just perplexed by, and they might dislike it because of that, or they might like it because of that. But like, I did a lot of visual arts when I was a kid. My mom thought I was going to end up like a painter or something, but then, you know, that same area of your brain, you know, a lot of artists also make pretty good music or a lot of musicians also are pretty decent artists, you know, it just kind of goes hand in hand or writing and all that, you know, all that kind of creative stuff. And so like, but this is the kind of stuff where like I was watching these, I'm like, like that totally makes sense. And I totally appreciate it. But as a guy who doesn't animate and doesn't like focus on visual stuff as much anymore, I'm an appreciator of visual arts and I consume the visual arts quite a bit. And I appreciate stuff like this and talking about your process here is awesome. But like, I would have never thought of this. Like, okay, then we got a key. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just going through this right now. We got the key. Uh, and then the, the speech bubble curls up into the si- handles of the scissors. And then the speech bubble grabs the scissors to cut itself. Did it just commit suicide? Uh, <laughs> did it? It's been a while since I've seen it. <laughs> well, so the speech bubble, the speech bubble grabs the handles of the scissors and then yeah. lays itself in between the blades and cuts uh, itself in half. But then, like some sort of worm or like some sort of spawn thing, and then <laughs> then things start getting trippy where we get all this uh, symmetrical stuff because then it turns into two clouds and two couches and two forks eating things and then the lamps upside down with the cords that curl together there's All so right. much cool shit and then the lamps that are like dreaming about other lamps i don't even know what's going on <laughs> so trippy dude how many drugs were you on when you did this how much how much lsd did you take to come up with this <laughs> uh no comment <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but no. it totally fits with they might be giant like the thing about they might be giants is like a lot of people who don't know the band would watch something like, well, let's think about like a classic video, even like the like the Istanbul, this Istanbul video, you know, the original one. People would watch that. I'm imagining people watching that in 1990, like on MTV, people that don't know who this is and just like, what the fuck are these guys on? You're like, they're yeah. not on anything except caffeine, you know, yeah. most likely, right? They're just not those kind of guys. It's just the the something about their, the way their brains work, their creative brain, just like mixing like the absurd with like these comedic bits and all this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like that perfect. And that's why I love doing these art episodes with these artists. And I think you should be on the next one. Um, talking about this stuff, like in depth with people who know the process, because I can appreciate all the art and I kind of, you know, I have some touch points, you know, I've done some art and I'm, I'm still pretty decent at drawing. I just don't give myself enough time to really do anything fancy about it but um it's it's cool to talk with all these artists that come from different perspectives or different you know mediums and and what they focus on um yeah it's it's uh it's totally cool to to see yeah to to hear how it came together okay so then this hammer like cuts in half and it's like bleeding black blood that turns into the comment something you know like i heard if you cut apart a hammer there's like alien alien blood or something that was my favorite youtube YouTube instead of the golf yeah and and that's a deep cut because it's referencing you know another song from that cycle yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and if you cut apart a golf ball and deep inside we'll find some alien blood i'm gonna find out now i know i got that lyric a little wrong but yeah so then the hammer bleeding is what eventually turns into like the night sky and then we already talked about the whole the yeah the little cabin 
Well, yeah, this, I'm watching this again with the toaster, the little extension cord slowly coming down and then connecting yeah. to the tree, like, and then just yeah. yanks it into the ground. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, you know, you, t- you mentioned like uh, the absurdism and and a lot of they might be giants uh, lyrics and and approach to art and and that's something I've really come to appreciate. Uh, like since I did these videos, um, just kind of turning off that analytical side of your brain and letting the process kind of push you forward and seeing what comes out of it. And, uh, you know, maybe if yeah. I went back to, to do more editing, um, I would be able to refine some of the stuff that uh, just kind of emerges. But uh, Or maybe you know, you'd the, ruin it. That's the kind of thing, like, it. you edit to... It's like that with lyrics and, like, with music. I mean, my yeah. wife writes most of the lyrics for my one band, and then I... I'm a co-songwriter with the other band, so I don't have to, it's not as much on me, but I'll write the music. And a lot of it is like first thought, best thought. It's like you, this thing that comes, you're just like, that's it. And then like you put it down and you're like, is that too weird? We're like, no, it's, it's the perfect amount of weird. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it goes like that for any art. Like mm-hmm. whenever that inspiration strikes you, they're like <laughs> a toaster, <laughs> going to connect yeah. to the trees. Sure. And like, you know, people that have, you know, maybe a more, engineering brain or mathematical brain they might be like that's cool i i don't know why they sets in there i don't understand why there's a toaster in the sky you know but like i also want to ask you so then it gets to the cabin uh scene and you said how you don't storyboard stuff mm-hmm. so then with the the <laughs> when you decided to slice the hammer handle and it started bleeding and you're like oh it's black and it's a blob okay it's going to become the sky like how you know and then it becomes the, the the trippiest part at the end, or the kaleidoscopic part. Like you just kind of stumbled into the end there. You're like, okay, yeah, this is cool. Let's keep going. Okay, kaleidoscope part. Like how did it, how did that how does that work? Like you're like, oh, I'm two minutes into the song. Time to kaleidoscope, bitches. Like, you know, I, I, I think uh, I'm, I think that was something. Uh, John Flansburg had mentioned in one of his emails, like okay. some, an idea he had, he had seeded at some point in our email back and forth. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to comb my emails to, to find it. Yeah. But, don't uh, worry about it. But I think he mentioned something about that, you know, maybe incorporating that. Uh, I don't know. It, it just, um, <laughs> and again, like, like the kaleidoscope stuff. Yeah, 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 the kaleidoscopic kind of segments. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I could, you know, I might, you know, I might prove myself wrong if I actually do want to read my email conversations, uh, but uh, my email archives. But, uh, but it just, um, you know, like I said, I, I was kind of getting desperate. Uh, the deadline was getting pretty close, um, and uh, it was just kind of hard to, you know, come up with new things uh, and, and have time to. To fail, like I didn't have a lot. Of, I didn't have a lot more time to take a risk and for it to fail, you know. So, yeah. so I was kind of recycling things, and, and that's sort of wow. a regret I have. Um, no way, man! And uh, people want to see but, stuff come back. They like people but, like callbacks. Like you might feel like like a like a musician again might think hmm. like, oh, does this song really need a fourth chorus? But if it's hmm. a really fucking good chorus, people are gonna want that chorus. You know, it's not like you're hmm. not recycling, and you might you know switch it up a little bit or take it to the next level or whatever. But people want that part to come back because they love it. Uh, and then 
there's the reveal at the end, like when all the kaleidoscopic thing finally like it peels apart, and there's the room with all the shit on the floor that mm-hmm. was throughout the song, and that's a very cool way to wrap it up. Because once once it gets to the kaleidoscope part, you're like okay, this just totally it went from madness into like even more madness. You're like it didn't make sense before, but now really yeah. I don't know what's going on. And yeah. then it's like okay, and then it just appears, you know, this room where all this stuff mm-hmm. had happened, and the picture of the pipe on the. Like, the pipe was a good touch. It makes me think of Birdhouse. I don't know if that's what you were mm. thinking of. Flansburg's pipe in Birdhouse. <laughs> he's oh, he's featured a pipe a couple of times in press photos and stuff like that. <laughs> For some reason, the, the young Flans be like, I'm going to smoke a pipe. Or yeah. pretend or, to smoke a pipe. There's also that, you know, uh, Sessi Ne Pie and Beep, you know, the whole uh-huh. this, you know, that whole, uh, you know, whatever, I can't remember, the artist's... Uh, but, but yeah, you know, the yeah, uh, yeah. kind of absurdism in art and I don't know, uh, they, they're just kind of nice, uh, nice shapes that were also kind of simple uh, sure. and uh, sort of domestic. Um, right. And and there's really no reason it had to be the toaster the whole time. I just, I guess I just like the, I like the shape of the toaster, you know, I don't know. It yeah, no, toasters, is, yeah. It, toasters are cool. It's a cool little piece of kitchen. It's a kitchen gadget that really, that only does one thing. I mean, everyone has a toaster, but like, you know, microwaves, you could do a shit ton of stuff with a microwave or a stove or an oven or even a blender, but like toaster, it's just, I mean, it's called a toaster. It toasts things. That's all it does, but everybody mm-hmm. has one. Mm-hmm. And it's always the toaster that did it. When the guy gets electrocuted <laughs> in the bathtub, it's the toaster. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you could have ended uh, it that way with the guy from a race dying horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, uh, you know, this it, really maybe it's kind of a letdown. That I, don't, I don't really think there's much insight I can provide about the video other than, like, I, I can explain my process and, and, and all that, but I, I don't really have... I can't say I have any deep thoughts of it uh, about why I did what I did. I was just kind of like drawing madly, just trying to yeah, stay no. ahead of things. It, you know, it came out great, dude. <laughs> not and I not think... let down, not let down my musical idols. You know? It came out great, and I think it definitely must have you know f- fulfilled you know Flansburg's tastes. I mean, obviously they used the video. They didn't like come back and be like, "No, we want you to change this part." Did they? No, no. The, yeah. uh, the when I when I sent my final thing, it was there was like uh, I made a little mistake in maybe a, you know sending them maybe the you know not not quite the the largest file size that I could have, uh-huh. but I re, I, re- I resent it to them and then uh, they're like, oh, it's fine, you know, it's, we're all yeah. done. Thanks, thanks, and they seemed to like it and they put it on their YouTube and gave me credit. And, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> And you so. got and yeah, and you got paid for it. So you're mm-hmm. a professional artist. If you get paid, even if it's only every once in a while, if you get paid for your art, you are a professional artist. So there you go, uh, dude. Nice job. It is amazing, and it's such a good song. It's like the sleeper hit on Foam Power, as far as I'm concerned. Like it's it's well, it's it's a little past halfway down on track ten, but like mm-hmm. the yeah, the lyrics are weird and totally feed into. I mean, it's John Lennon lyrics, you know, but it feeds mm-hmm. into you know your your video and like just it's a testament to. You know the video being so good is a testament to how good the lyrics are because you had a lot to pull from, mm-hmm. and like you mentioned the um, the canon at the end. Like I love that Flansburg sing. Like I love songs where they both sing because that's really kind of rare. It was mm-hmm. not as rare in the early days, but these days it's usually like if there's a harmony, Linnell will do his own harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's a little kind of call and response kind of thing. Like maybe that's what you'd call this little call and response. Yeah. Um, they get Flansburg in on it, and I love it. 
Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, what is it? It just said something. It just read my mind. Yeah, and, and then uh, the I was, I was free. sleeping and then said the monkey's free. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> it's, yeah so Flansburg Cream, it just says, it just read my mind. It just said something and then set the monkeys free. So great. Great way to end the song, and it fits perfectly with your with your video there, too. And the melody is amazing. Like, it keeps climbing up further than, than I think it's going to. Yeah, that's not the insane part. The insane part is, first of all, it can't speak. And sure, then you're like, okay, that's got to be the apex. But then he's like, second of all, the thing it's it. Like, it just keeps going. I'm like, God damn, John Linnell, you just got my number, just- man. Just, so just good. the power, just you know, the the power he summons to, to sing that, you know, it it's really escalating, just amazing, yeah, yeah. And, so good, uh, yeah, and and this, uh, yeah, definitely, it reminds me a lot of, you know, this in structure sort of reminds me of uh, Birdhouse, Spiraling Shapes, Subliminal, Protagonist. Uh, I uh-huh. should be allowed to think. Dinner Until bell, my head falls like, off, like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you so. want to hear how Gerwin Kramer does on it? Uh, let's, let's move to the cover singular cover section um it said something uh the youtube channel is um join us which i've collaborated with gerwin before gerwin is in ah shit the netherlands damn it i should know this i talked to him about this um so i did th- yep this, this is actually the first time i'm hearing this too because i thought there were no covers and then i just found this one so let's watch it together shall we all right False start. There's some comedy in this video. self-deprecating thing totally plays in to name of giants yeah so it's a truncated version it's only a minute and a half even with the false start mm-hmm. yeah i think uh i was watching i had to listening. lay down at the end it's at yeah. the end it just says i had to lay down <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> noodling around on the keys filmed with a terrible phone Seeing myself back made me aware that Linnell-esque movements seem to have deeply seeped into my subconscious. <laughs> yeah, he kind of memed himself there a little, kind of the, you know, where like he he fucks up and says nope, and then it, like he zooms in on his own mouth doing that little sound. <laughs> Good job, Irvin. The only cover. It's not even the full song, and you you acknowledge all your mistakes in a very comedic way. I love it. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah yeah um i well i had a i had the volume on pretty low on my laptop so as not to bleed over into your recording or whatever but uh but yeah i don't know he, he uh you know it seems like he's got keyboard chops and he's got a good voice and, yeah yeah and, uh, just trying to trying to do that and trying to do that in one take and and i don't know like right. when i sing when i sing along to john linnell 
uh, or or Flansburg. Like when I'm by myself listening to They Might Be Giants and like singing along, I find their range really hard to hit. You know, just naturally. They both have a pretty big range. Yeah, there's something about the ranges that they both sing in that I just uh, I find myself stretching or. Uh, yeah, either on the high sure. or the low end, and I don't know. So it's uh, it's not easy to to sing, even just sing along to you know with with my cat as an audience. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've got a pretty. I'm pretty. I can sing pretty high for a tenor. I've got a pretty good falsetto too. But my my range is probably about where Linnell's at. But I sing every day for a living, and I teach kids yeah. how to sing. So typically, I sing pretty high or in a falsetto, singing where they can sing. Um, right. And yeah, teaching you know girls and then boys who haven't gone through puberty. So it's like I do a lot of high singing in my range as a teacher. My range has grown, you know, as a as just when I sing my own stuff. And and you can tell I th- I'm, like Linnell's range has definitely grown throughout their career. Like I don't, there's not stuff that goes as low and as high as he does now. Back on those first couple albums, um, so good, so good. I think mm-hmm. we've come to the point in the episode where you need to score this song. I mean, oh, you were no. involved with it in a way. Uh, in you know, the song was written, but you uh, then interpreted it. So you're coming at it maybe with a little bit of bias, but that is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? So you're 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 scoring it zero to ten with decimals if you like. You're scoring it against the TMBG canon. So like whatever your favorite, like what's a ten for you, and then where does this stack up? against that oh wow so yeah this is this is the part i was i was fearing well maybe, <laughs> maybe the most yeah um you know what i think this is um like a really um like this is a in so in a lot of ways an exemplary song and the kinds of songs that they do uh just in in terms of like the lyrics and sort of the theming of it mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of like uh sort of their um the the instrumentation also is very very much like a, a classic they might be giants song um but i think uh in in some ways that maybe makes it not as maybe not stand out quite so much in comparison to the hundreds okay. of other songs they recorded sure so but i would i might say that it's like uh uh I don't know. Uh, God, I hate this. Uh, hate it. <laughs> well, well, what's we'll, a ten we'll for say, you? Uh, what's a ten for you? Uh, uh, Does one come to mind immediately? What's like your perfect name? Song? I don't really, I don't really have a good sense of that. You know, they. they well, what's all your just favorite name of giant son? Or there's what is? What is yeah. it? I don't know. I or guess one of them. <laughs> one of them. One of them. Yeah. What's one of your favorites? Um, well, I guess if I were to compare it to the songs that reminds me of the most, it would be uh-huh. like. Birdhouse and Subliminal and okay. uh, something like that. I think I might like Subliminal a little better, in okay. fact. Yeah. Uh, Subliminal, it's got those little echoes, too. Yeah, but then it's got like the really powerful John Linnell vocals. Sure. It's just yeah. really, oh, yeah. there's a lot of the similarities there um, to, to me, to my ear. Um, I would say, sure. um, I, I don't know, um, score out of it. Well, just eight out of eight? ten. All right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, man. No, that works. It's, it's uh, a yeah, solid, solid one. Yeah. It is solid. And I usually have to go a little lower than my guests because I need mm-hmm. to score all of them. The eights are very – eight and above is very coveted. I'm going 7.2 on this one, which mm-hmm. puts it just – because I got all my scores here on the spreadsheet. It goes just below when the lights come on, but mm-hmm. just above – 
Well, let's see. It's just above Flying V and what else is uh, Unrelated Thing. It's right above Unrelated Thing and right below When the Lights Come On. So it's mm-hmm. sitting in a good spot there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, good company. Yeah, good yeah definitely right <laughs> so uh you want to give give some last plugs like do you have your own youtube channel then with all this uh, stuff on it too or yeah I, I do have some stuff on youtube it's just under my name victor fitzsimmons uh the url is uh, youtube slash vic fitz 82 so hold over from a previous internet era for me 82 uh, that's, yep gotta put your birth my, year in it that was the old internet rule gotta yeah. have your birth year in your email or your yeah. screen name yeah yeah that's uh, that's my youtube i don't have a lot of animations on there but i've got some time lapse stuff um nice i've got uh, the facebook art page um it's facebook slash art by vf it's all one all one word art by cool. vf um and I've, I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Ello, uh, and I can't Hello. remember what else. Yeah. You're still on Ello? Yeah, You're yeah. still doing that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my username there is obsolete underscore ape. So I don't know if you prefer Instagram or Twitter. That's where you find me. Awesome. Obsolete underscore ape. Very yeah. nice. Cool. All right, man. Thanks so much for being on. I told you you'd do great. Look at that. I mean, we're looking at a, you know, it's, it's by the time I drop clips in and all that, this will be, you know, a good 90 minute episode, which is a perfect, perfect length, not too long and not short. <laughs> so you did it. Your was this, this was the first podcast you ever been on? First timer. Yeah. You want to be on the next art episode in like three months with some other folks? Uh, yeah, well, you know, if you'll have me, sure, this was yeah, fun. Yeah, uh, definitely. Thanks for, ha- thanks for having me on, it was great. Of course, having an animator on would be awesome. I've had, I mean, uh, on the first one, we had Abby, who's done, like, all of my podcast art so far. Um, Henrique, who's in the Netherlands as well, and does a lot, like, folks, I like the classic Disney style, like comic strips, uh, draws a lot of animals. Um, and then Alistar, Alistar is uh, in England, and... Has a very distinctive style as well. Does uh, very very influenced by like Coraline, that kind of uh, like the other father and like that. I mean, Alistar's really into that stuff. And then on this last one that's about to come out, uh, Seymour uh, Seymour Schmidt, who does a lot of stuff with fabric, like puppets and stuff. Um, so just getting people of every every medium. And then we had uh, Shannon, who has done some stuff officially with the band. Shannon Graham <coughs> and. Um, um, oh yeah, and then Lauren, <laughs> Lauren Wal- Walton, my art teacher, she was here with me before things really got shut down. Um, and wait a second, there's one more. Shannon had to leave the call early, and then Seymour and oh yeah, and then Alistair was on again. Alistair returned. So yeah, on the next one, um, we'll probably get Abby back on there for sure. She's like my resident artist, but you could uh, join the crew and we do a big old call and just go through all the cover art and talk about it and coming at whatever artistic angle you got. It's super fun, dude. And not everyone went to school for art. It's not what it's about. Um, It's just, yeah, that artistic eye, people coming at it from different uh, sensibilities and whatnot, discussing their favorite band's uh, art. So what do you think? Going to do it? Sounds amazing. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, so we'll probably do that maybe like June or something. Um, Yeah, man. Thanks so much. And um, I think I'm going to go to bed. So (laughs) my baby wakes up at a fairly early hour. So uh, thanks so much, Victor. And everyone go check out his stuff. You should commission him for your music video. Um, (laughs) 
I'm, I bet he's got some pretty reasonable rates and, uh, you know, get, support artists in this time of the plague. You know, it's hard to get work. So uh, we'll wrap it at that. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks very much.